Hello and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. Today we are talking about an accounting or audit issue. It's about how KPMG India has entered into a million dollar settlement with the US auditing regulator and there's not a peak or a ripple or a noise in India from either regulators, not even the media because there's hardly any coverage. I found one news item and yet this is an issue that should affect all of us. Anyone who's a long-term investor who who invests on the basis of what is signed off by a statutory auditor wants to know what it is about. So let me start with telling you the story. On 6th December, KPMG India settled a proceeding before the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, PCAOB, of the US. And what did this say? It pertained to KPMG India or rather KPMG Assurance Consulting Services, LLP, and its engagement partner Sagar P. Lakhan, where they admitted or were censured about quality control failures, supervisory failures, documentation failures while working in a public limited company in 2017. Now, the US regulator has decided that this is worthy of slapping KPMG India with a penalty of 1 million. It's a settlement, so it's kind of possibly negotiated. It led to a monetary penalty of 1 million on KPMG India and 75,000 personally on Mr. Sagar Lakhani, who has also been suspended from associating with a registered public accounting firm for one year. And the US regulator has asked KPMG India to undertake and certify completion of certain improvements in its quality control systems. Now, there's a link to a press release for those who want to read a lot more about it. Sounds very bland, but it's not, and I'm going to come to it. First of all, what is the importance? This is only the second time that a US accounting regulator and even a US market regulator has acted against an Indian company. In this case, it is not SEC, but the previous one was Satyam Computers, which as you know, imploded one fine day. After that investigation, in May 2011, the same PCAOB had settled an investigation and imposed a penalty of $1.5 million in addition to what the Securities Exchange Commission had already imposed, which was $6 million. This was on five firms, which are part of one auditing group. This is how the big four operate in India. Even KPMG is a group of companies. Pricewaterhouse is a group of companies. So here there were five companies which together paid this penalty totally 7.5 million by two US regulators. So after that, this is the only one. So wouldn't you think it's important? I do. Okay. At that time, PCAOB's order correctly said, and this is why I say it's important to all of you who are hearing this, the reliability of global capital markets depends on auditors fulfilling their obligation to investors to perform robust audits, resulting in well-founded audit reports because that is the basis on which you decide whether this company is worth investing or not. Which is why it is surprising that this KPMG India order has created no ripples. No Indian regulator, the two audit regulators, a rather tame institute of chartered accountants of India, it's been pretty relaxed for decades, and a much more aggressive National Financial Reporting Authority. I'm going to keep calling it NFRA, right? So this 
nothing from them nothing from our market regulator though they have passed to do it now i'm not saying that our regulators do nothing in fact all these regulators have been pretty active in the past few years but why the silence in this case why is there no follow up why is there nothing that's happened and why is the set follow up required first of all according to me this is a settlement right so you don't have all the details this has happened in india with the indian listed company which means that our regulator needs to check a little more now all that the us order says is that it happened in 2017 and the company involved which they call issuer a is into wholesale and retail banking and treasury services and headquartered in mumbai no names this is the problem with settlements now you need to know who it is among now what are the charges that it has made so those are important among other things it has said mr lakhani and his his colleagues were signing off believe it or not on blank work papers that were later replaced with completed work papers in many cases after the issuance of the audit report but the sign off dates were not updated shockingly completed versions of the work papers were replaced in 2017 after kpmg india had released its audit report and before the documentation completion date i mean how shocking is that you sign off on blank papers you have a system in fact kpmg has a proprietary software called e e audit e a u d i t in caps now this software is supposed to track everything track the dates kpmg apparently was aware that there was an issue but did not stop it now our question is did the sign off happen and this is why i say our regulators need to wake up did the sign off on blank documents happen only with issuer a which is this publicly listed bank or was mr lakhani the only engagement partner who due to his bad luck was unfortunate enough to be caught were others doing it surely icai nfra and sebi ought to investigate how extensive was this practice in kpmg where else did it happen and frankly what are the implications of it in what way did it affect the audit of this bank and any others now i have written to kpmg india's communication department and if they respond they haven't as yet then i'm going to update this possibly put a comment below in the print version you can read what they have to say if they say anything my big question here who is issuer a who is this bank pcaob's order does not even go into it does not talk about the lapses if any in the accounts and if you ask me this identity should matter both to indian investors and the regulators after all the amount the total amount paid up is not small it's 1 million plus 75000 as against 1 and 1/2 million in the far more egregious case so to make a comparison this is serious enough for a deeper investigation now the spotlight should be on the mumbai based bank i reached out to a lot of people as a journalist you would think people would talk they would be whispering the professionals that i talked to the auditors nobody wanted to get back no one wants to name any names this is not a surprise either in fact the auditing profession has been prowling around they're so used to this relaxed audit that's been done by icai that when they had a new regulator the nfra who is tougher 
they immediately gang together to try and defang NFRA. In fact, barring exceptions, they closed ranks. So just as they won't name the person here. In fact, I've written about this in September that they even want to be on the board of NFRA. So brazen was the industry's attitude that in Jan 2020, when NFRA had issued a its first set of show cause notices, this time in the big, huge collapse of ILFS, Infrastructure Leasing and Financial Services. And it took one part, ILFS Financial Services, which is called IFIN, separately listed company, served show cause notices to three CAs. Two of them, instead of replying to NFRA, because it's a, probably because it's a new auditor, rushed to the Delhi High Court for the writ petition. Some CAs wrote columns about how the industry and the accounting profession is so upset at NFRA's tough action. And they, there were so many articles that suggested, why are you punishing companies? Punish individual partners, that should be good enough. The audit firm should be let off because it causes disruption. Because if you bar a company, then what happens to all those who are using its audit services and what happens to continuity? Yes, it is a problem, but does that mean people responsible for wrongdoing should be let off? In fact, this view is ironic because compromise and collusion is usually institutionalized. Rewards and incentives of partners are tied to the amount of business generated by them. And most often that is the reason why they are guilty of professional misconduct. They turn a blind eye to fudging of accounts, certify things that are wrong. So you have to pen penalize both. You have to penalize the engagement partner, the auditor who signs off on the accounts, but you cannot spare the firm either. Otherwise, they will just keep making scapegoats of those who are unlucky enough to be caught. So let's look at these three. In 2020, for IFIN, when NFRA between 22nd and 28th July issued Shoka's notices, finally took action. These are the orders. So three CAs were punished. Rukshan Darwala, debarred for five years, slapped with a five lakh penalty. C.A. Shrenik Bair, debarred for five years, penalized 15 lakhs. And Udayan Sen, penalized 25 lakhs and debarred for seven years. You can look up the orders to know the details. In most cases, in all these three cases, the reason for indictment was similar. Professional misconduct, collusive behavior in going along with the management of ILFS and agreeing to misstatements and omissions leading to fraud on the users of financial statements. Remember, this users of financial statements are us. We invest on the basis of this. People have lost plenty of money because of credit rating agencies, statutory auditors, not doing the job, not fulfilling their fiduciary responsibility. It is not a question of a one-off thing that happened in the US, it's something that affects us. In ILFS's case, NFRA also had severely indicted SRBC and company, which is part of the Ernst & Young group, for deficiencies in audit. All this, of course, is heartening. But in the context of the fact that there is no noise about KPMG, I have to say it's too little. After 2020, when there were three orders, the NFRA website shows just three more orders, all in 2022. So in June 2022, CA Gulshan Jagdish Cham was debarred for a year and slapped with a 1 lakh penalty, professional misconduct, etc. This was in the audit of Prabhu Steel Industries. See, this is the difference. Our regulator is mentioning where the problem was. Earlier, it was IFIN for these three. Here, 
Mr. Jham, Prabhu Steel Industries, 12th September, CA Somprakash Agarwal, debarred for three years, slapped with a penalty of three lakhs. He was the engagement partner for Vikas WSP Limited. In fact, he was even asked to undertake training on accounting and audit standards and submit proof within 180 days of having taken this training. Then on 19th September 2022, Rajiv Bengali was slapped with a 5 lakh penalty, barred for 5 years. He was the engagement partner for a company called Trilogic Digital Media. He was also charged with false reporting in the independent auditor's report. Now, given that the number of forensic audits ordered by SEBI and falsification accounts and diversion of funds that is coming out every day in all those bankruptcy proceedings that are happening before the NCLT, I think a lot more needs to be done. It's too little, too slow. In fact, Mr. V. Ranganathan, former director and partner of Ernst & Young LLP, also as a columnist for Money Life, told me this when I asked about this case. He says, the distressing information that public banks have written off more than 10 trillion rupees in the last five years, the average recovery has been pathetic, is a reflection of poor auditing both at banks and at the borrower's ends. It's time the government takes this issue seriously and strengthens the system to monitor audit frauds and create an unambiguous legal framework for swift and fair trials. Couldn't agree more. But what would be the swift and fair trial? Some would say that it should be a US-style settlement process that was adopted by PCAOB and KPMG India instead of the slow and tortuous process that we have in India, where, like I said, new regulator, only six cases, ICAI is doing its own thing, but it's had decades and it's slow. We've seen, my problem is that we've seen how settlement provisions have been vitiated with the Securities and Exchange Board of India. There are arbitrary settlements, penalties are trivial, there's little information on wrongdoing, and there's nothing there that helps investors get warned or make a rational decision. Also, there is the whole point about settling is that you pay a huge amount. Here, the amounts are not huge. The small amounts, trivial, 5 lakhs, few lakhs, 25 lakhs. And the settlement itself is apparently leading to no shame. So if name and shame is not a problem, then settlement has obviously failed. It defeats the purpose. In fact, sources tell me the whole bunch of consultants, many of them former retired SEBI officials who are offering consultancy services to say how wrongdoing can be pushed into the settlement route and a quick low settlement can be negotiated. Even in KPMG's case, I find the order less than satisfactory because it does not name the bank it should. In fact, if PCAOB's claimed objective, and I'm quoting from its website, is to protect investors and further the public interest in preparation of informative, accurate and independent audit reports, then we need to know more. The settlement order doesn't even tell us what this bank is, to what extent was its audit compromised, nothing. How does it protect investors? So if you ask me, even that is not good enough and let's certainly not import it into India, definitely not in such a hurry. Compromised, collusive and negligent auditors are a serious worry for any lender or investment professional. Apart from a few good orders from NFRA, very few, some in the audit industry, especially after the ILFS debacle, have said, let's fix, we'll settle our own house. So they have said, we have tried to separate the audited, non-audit business 
because that is how the collusion worked in ILFS and it's been brought out in one forensic audit after another. Remember ILFS had 347 entities under it, three step-down uh, holding companies. It's a huge conglomerate and it's just rot and worms coming out of there. So in my view, it's too early to introduce a settlement system in India. It would be far better to strengthen the NFRA and give it more teeth. And for heaven's sake, let the regulators wake up to this KPMG settlement and ask more questions for the benefit of Indian investors. If you agree, lend your voice to mine. Subscribe to this video feed and please share it with others who would be interested. Thank you so much.